Good morning and welcome to Manna on Mondays. I'm Pastor Ron here at Lighthouse. Thank you for joining me. Um, I trust that and, and hope that we spend your time wisely today. So let's jump in with prayer first, and then we're going to dive into hopefully what will be the conclusion of Proverbs chapter 31. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the rich treasure that your word is that speaks in such depth and volume. But Lord, there's a reason why we can hear, and that reason is, is because of the fact that you have given us your Holy Spirit. You have given us that, that gift that we might hear you. And Lord, I pray, be faithful to you, trust in you, as this thing called life is a walk of faith by the believer, trusting in you to lead each footstep. Thank you, O oh God, as I pray you go before us and bless our time now. Jesus, in your name we pray, amen. So I'm going to read real quick the end of Proverbs chapter 31, um, and, and as I do, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the, the character of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. Think about in these terms of the Holy Spirit of God and what He does, and we're going to, oh boy, we're going to bullet point it. We're going to try to get through as much as we possibly can, if not the whole part here of the summary. So join with me, Proverbs chapter 31, verse beginning verse 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done ex excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Let her works praise her in the gates. Let the work of the Holy Spirit praise God, bring glory to God in the gates of people's lives, in the heart, the passageway to our souls, if you will, our lives. Um, so I just want to quickly review and look at the different characteristics of the the. Um, Holy Spirit, and of course the Holy Spirit was present at creation, hovering over the waters. The, present, the Holy Spirit was present um, in the making of all things, and uh, in particularly the creation of mankind, which I'm very grateful for, and I hope that you are too. Um, but yet we realize that God made man in His image, not images, um, as some like to think that God is multiple gods out there, that's heresy. Um, but God says he makes man in his image so that we can understand that we can look at our own lives and understand or at least get some kind of comprehension of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one eternal God. Now may the God of peace, this is in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, now may the God of peace himself, not themselves, himself, sanctify you completely completely 
And may your whole spirit, W-H-O-L-E, so complete spirit and soul and body, be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So how are we made? We have a soul, we have a spirit, we have a body, we are made in His image. And of course, we see this same trinity um, again at Jesus' baptism, um, where Jesus is present, um, the Father speaks and acknowledges his, his approval of the Son, and of course the Holy Spirit ascends and, um, like a dove and lands on um, Jesus. Of course, the Trinity is evident. Again, the Trinity is shown in the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, um, where it says, Go into all the nations and, and teach them all that I have commanded you, um, and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I have commanded you, of course. Um, and so there it is. There he is again in the name, singular, but Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, and then, of course, we know we've talked about Ananias and Sapphira trying to deceive, and, and Peter calls them out on their deception um, in Acts chapter 5, and he acknowledges the Holy Spirit of, is God, that they've lied to the Holy Spirit. And, of course, in, in Romans chapter 8, um, verse 2, yes, um, it speaks of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. So it says, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So the Holy Spirit didn't provide the, the if you will, the way of salvation in the recognition of Christ being our substitute, being our advocate on that cross, taking our judgment, taking the judgment so that we could be forgiven, the innocent for the guilty. And of course, dying, giving up his life, death to self. Um, we're going to talk about that again as we look at baptism in, in the reality of that we have to die to self and we're raised by another. And of course, Jesus Christ was raised from the grave. So we trust in the work of God, not the work of man, but it's the spirit of life that sets us free. Christ Je in, in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Um, so we are saved by the Father through the work of the Son. Um, and if you will, that salvation, I, I don't like the word sustained. I, I know that people have used that word regularly, um, but it's like it, it's unending, never to be disrupted is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And of course, then we also acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is the author <clears throat> of the Word of God, that, <clears throat> excuse me, all Scripture is God-breathed. There He is. Um, we acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the counselor, the advocate, as we would read in John chapter 14, 15, and 16, that the Holy Spirit is the convictor of mankind. All of mankind convicts the world of sin and of righteousness and a judgment to come. So none of us are free from the love of God who convicts us to bring us to a point of salvation. Um, when we receive God, when, that, when we acknowledge that we, we have sinned against Him and we ask Him to cleanse us, to forgive us, and to come into our lives, to be our Lord and Savior, then He gives us the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Um, Ephesians chapter 1, it says, In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, so it's good news that God came. It's not something that you're doing. It's something He's done. 
It's good news, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, so it's by faith. We're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. So the praise goes to God, not to us, and the Holy Spirit seals us. Men try to do ridiculous, and I hope I'm not offending people, but I'm, I'm just going to call it out for what it really is. But it's ridiculous that men try to seal men to other men and women and those things. There's no value in it. There's no, there's no power in it. Nothing. It's empty. It's vain. There's, there's nothing of eternity. The only sealing that can take place is by the Holy Spirit of God who seals those who surrender to this triune God of this Bible. Um, and so he is also our guide. We know that, um, that he, as, as we just read a little bit ago um, in, in Romans, um, there we go. Um, and, and so he's the one that, that leads us. He's the one that guides us in truth. Um, he is, of course, the indweller. We just talked about that. Um, but what happens is, is we recognize his presence with us because it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. All those things are greater than the law. And, and that's the fruit. That's the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And of course, in Romans um, 8, 9, I want to... Um, just read this for us as we run out of time. I'm not going to get through all of this today. <laughs> I don't know how you could get through it all in less than 10 minutes. Um, but it says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. So if you have a spirit of a, a different Christ that's not of this Bible, then you don't belong to the Christ of this Bible. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. That's the treasure of our lives, is the Holy Spirit is the treasure inside this treasure chest, if you if you will. And so <laughs> we're going to go next week, and we're going to talk more about the Holy Spirit as our intercessor um, and, of course, our teacher, our witness. But I want to talk to you about the, the truth of what it means to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So we're going to do that, Lord willing, next week. Hope you join me. Um, so God bless you, and, and I pray that you're being drawn and you're surrendering to the work of the Holy Spirit as he calls you to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thank you for, for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.